Welcome to the midweek Mission Ridge podcast known as Footnotes. Footnotes is here to give you some of the stuff that we didn't have time to cover in the sermon and encourage you to dig in deeper as you study the text. So let's dive in and check out what's in the footnotes. Well, welcome to another episode of Footnotes. My name is Rob Croyle, and I am taking over the responsibilities of Logan Daly this week. We'll see how that goes. Uh, I'd also like to welcome Jen. Hey, guys. So it's just the two of us. Just uh, the two of us. <laughs> yeah. Logan would be so proud that you did that because he's always doing that. Every time. <laughs> Every time. Yeah. So. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, he could stop, but that's okay. <laughs> no, he probably can't. He probably can't. But, uh, yeah, so Logan is back in, what, Atlanta? Mm-hmm. For a worship conference. I'm really excited for just the opportunity. Uh, super cool. There's an organization here in town, and they are investing in pastors and so they sent me to a conference uh, earlier this year, and they sent Logan and, and a number of other worship leaders to a conference uh, this week. And they put the whole bill on on the worship pastors. Uh, I had to fly myself down to California for my conference, but they they covered a lot of that's cool of the you know event, and they just want to uh, be a support. And a blessing to pastors here in Missoula, and I think that's fantastic. Um, I really appreciate what they're doing to uh, minister to those who minister, and uh, what they're doing is super redemptive. So, Logan is worshiping, and we are doing footnotes. So, let's get down to some footnoty goodness. My mom loves it when you guys call it that. <laughs> <laughs> that was for Marguerite. And uh, we uh, we do have some shortcomings. Uh, we're going to just call it one great big shortcoming. I forgot to talk through Roughly Right <laughs> during announcements. Oh, that's what we're calling the shortcoming? <laughs> There's a lot of reasons why he didn't get to talk through Roughly Right, but... <laughs> We, you know, we did a lot of learning yesterday. We we learned some things that we could resolve. We learned some things that we could not resolve. Uh, there were some technical issues that uh, reared its ugly head, and we worked through that. There was some equipment that we thought was set up. I, I was thinking about that. You know, my computer, how that tech login mm-hmm. wasn't. Fully set up. It's like having a spare guitar with no strings. Right. Yeah. That that's so good. Yeah. Yeah. We we went to grab the spare guitar and there were no strings. There was no programming set up for the programs that we utilize to make the stream work. And then the other login that we used, which is my main login. Uh, didn't have the program up to our current standards. Yeah. And so uh, we learned, like I said, a ton of things. We learned some things that we need to learn. And then we just had some strange glitches that, you know, things fighting us in that took out the confidence monitor. And so funny, funny, funny fact. Okay. Uh, I had Beauchambeau with Josh and determined that he was going to lead directed prayer. Okay. 
But while he's singing, he's doing this head nod thing for me to notice that the confidence monitor isn't working for him. And because Lori wasn't up there, he didn't have the music up there because typically he has it up there for her. But since she wasn't there and he had the confidence monitor, he felt confident that he didn't need the lyrics. Because the confidence monitor was working when he was practicing. And then once service went live, it was like, (laughs) peace out. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And everything I tried to do to get it back online just made everything worse down line. So... But I bochambowed and, and talked Josh into into leading director prayer. And I knew that without the confidence monitor, that was going to be more challenging. So mm-hmm. so I came on and did director prayer. And and then we did the rest of the service. And, mm-hmm. and it worked. Yeah. I missed a couple things and announcements that I normally hit, like our core values. So we'll just get roughly right again next week. <laughs> In case we uh, forget. The sweet irony of all of it is that Roughly Right was the core value that we were supposed to go over last night. And God was just p- putting it on full display. Like, <laughs> hey, guys, Roughly Right. <laughs> I was watching a, a training this week uh, by John Townsend, Dr. Townsend. And he was talking about the difference between excellence and perfectionism. Mm. And... He equates excellence with uh, grace and perfectionism with the law, the law saying that you have to, you have to perform. And while he's going through his presentation, he's writing up on on a whiteboard. He's got pen after pen that's failing. And he's like, hey, guys, I'm practicing in front of you what it means to fail and have people love you anyway. So uh, that's what we did for our service yesterday. And, of course, you know, this just makes us miss Logan all the more. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Not that we needed to miss him more, and we we miss him plenty. But, uh, yeah, it was a roughly right Sunday. And it was our first Sunday back after... The COVID apocalypse, where it took out so many families all at once uh, within Mission Ridge, mm-hmm. and we're like, huh, we should pre record this thing. Yeah. Which I'm sure that didn't help the roughly rightness of yesterday, as I definitely had like fuzzy brain. Oh. So I was like, yeah. I'm doing all of this. It's all, it's all right, but. Yeah. Yeah. And I, yeah, the, the COVID, man, uh, I felt like I had a cold mm-hmm. with just massive amounts of fatigue. Yeah. The cold, the cold part wasn't bad. The fatigue part, and it's lingering. Mm-hmm. And um, we're off quarantine and we could do resume life and, and all that. But, man, that is a bear. Yeah, today around one, I just wanted to go into my office and take a little nap, and I was like, "Nope, gotta keep working." <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, yeah. All day long, I've wanted a nap. I went to the gym. Good job. Did more than I thought I was going to be able to do, so I was really happy with that. I'm hoping that I could get to sleep early tonight because tomorrow is uh, early, early morning. Well, we have some footnoty goodness to get into, and the first thing we want to talk through is 
is the ways of connecting with God. We, we, we really uh, just kind of highlighted the importance of connecting and why, why each of us having a personal connection matters. And we're going to get into the New Testament piece here in just a little bit. But we, we thought we'd start off by just talking about some of the ways that, that we find connecting with God, the things that we've learned from other people mm-hmm. that helps connect with God. And so we're just going to talk through, uh, there's really five uh, main areas that we talk about here at Mission Ridge, uh, scriptures, prayer, Sabbath, worship, and serving other people. So I thought we'd just hit on each of those and, and talk through, like, why do we say that we connect with God through the scriptures? Hmm. Well, uh, easy. It's God's letter to us. Like, we can know God by just reading yeah. the scripture. So, yeah, like, I think that's pretty cool that we have this, like, book that tells us who God is and his character and how he loves us and... He wanted to communicate himself to the world. Mm-hmm. And what I find really fascinating, and I don't know the, the numbers, but when we look at ancient books from antiquity, and the Bible represents uh, an ancient book, mm-hmm. right? Several thousand years old. Uh the number of copies of a manuscript matters. It gives you the more copies you have, uh, the greater confidence that you have that that you have a close as close facsimile as you can of of the original document. Right. And the Bible's what sixty books. Sixty six books. Sixty six books. And so you know we. So the manuscripts are of each of those books, but when you look at the sure number of manuscripts that we have of each of those books, mm-hmm. compared to any other ancient document, the Bible outpaces them all. Right. And, and I think it just speaks to how important it was for God that we would have confidence that we have... That, that the differences between the manuscripts are, are, are minute. Mm-hmm. They're not significant. They, it doesn't change the, the story right. in, a, in, in any significant way. They're, they're, they're minute differences. And, and so that's super fascinating. And, and uh, one of the things I want to bring up when, I talk, when we talk about this is when we write our curriculum for our care groups, we write our questions so that every person in the room can answer the questions mm-hmm. because we want every person in the room to be able to engage with God's word. So we ask questions like, what did you learn? Who do you identify with in this story? Right. What do you sense God's saying to you? And, and, and you, maybe you don't have an answer to every question, but these questions, all of them, you could start off with, well, I, and here's my answer. Right. And so we write the questions that way f- for, for, for a reason so that we can in- model for people, this is how you can engage with God's word. And it's not super complex. Right. Yeah. It can be super simple. Prayer. Mm-hmm. Prayer. Prayer. So uh, 
talk to me about just some of your experience with connecting with God through prayer, either uh, maybe things that you've experienced or or things you've learned from someone who's significant in mm-hmm. your life when it comes to prayer. I, I actually shared a kind of a cool story a few weeks ago in my care group because um, I should remember what we were talking about, but the weeks have blurred together at this point. So COVID, um, COVID. <laughs> that might not be a COVID thing. That might just be a gen thing. <laughs> COVID. COVID. We'll just blame it. <laughs> but um, I was in like this weird season where like my, like everything just felt really chaotic and like, um, everywhere in scripture or like the be still and know Psalms mm. something was popping up everywhere and uh, like be still and know like in Hobby Lobby in like a song like everywhere like God was just reminding me to be still um, and I went to a conference for CareNet in I want to say I was in D.C. And they had these, like, breakout rooms where you could go and be prayed over. Yeah. um, The the ladies that were praying over me were like, hey, we don't want you to tell us anything about your story. We're just going to take a moment. We're going to be still before the Lord, and we're going to just hear what he has to say and how he wants us to pray over you. And I was like, okay, that's cool. Um, Right, right. And so... You probably probably go on, hmm... Mm-hmm. Wonder how this is gonna go. Right, a little skeptical because I'm like, what do you, what are you gonna tell me? Like, it's gonna be some generic thing and like, right. Um, and right as the woman was about ready to start praying for me, like, the doors to the outside open up and it's like chaos. Like everything's super loud. You can't hear what's going on in the room because like, maybe a session just got out or something. I don't know. But right. it was yeah. super loud. And the lady was like. I feel like God is telling me that that's what's going on inside of you and in your heart and in your head. And he wants you to know that he wants you to be still. Mm. He wants you to trust him and know that he has got the situation and he has you and know that he is good. And I was just like, like instant tears, but it was just like, it was amazing how like my prayers have been be still and know and like, she didn't know anything that was going on, and God was just like, here's this moment of prayer that we're going to once again show that I know you and I know what I'm doing. Yeah. So, yeah, it was pretty cool. The thing about prayer for me that I find really fascinating, I have four, four, four children, mm-hmm. and you know that, but the four of them communicate with me differently. Right. And I believe that we should look at that and go and, and like if that's true between a dad and four kids, how about a father in heaven and eight point whatever billion people? Right. And so, uh, how you communicate with God isn't uh, a, sometimes I feel like we. We look at the way we communicate with God and go, eh, mm-hmm. compared to someone else. Right. You know, for some people, when I tell my story like I did Sunday during service about hearing God, 
they're like, I've never had that experience. But then they tell me about an experience that they've had with God. And I'm going, I've never had that. Like, how mm-hmm. cool is that? You know? And so I've learned to champion or, or be excited about the way God works through other people and not see my own experience as, as having some kind of deficit because it's not the same. Right. And so, uh, you know, and, and some of us are verbose, uh, and some of us are, are to the point mm-hmm. when it comes to communication. My wife can pray for an eight-hour event. Wow. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I probably pray more than the average person in our, in our church. I probably do. Mm-hmm. But I don't pray eight hours for an event. Mm-mm. Like my wife, right? And so, so, however you communicate in life is probably going to how you're going to communicate with God. If you if you're going to be to the point, mm-hmm. succinct in your communication, mm-hmm. uh, you may have really short prayers, right? Ninety nine percent of the time. Yeah, and that's okay because that's how God designed you. Like, yeah. Yeah, so I just find it really fascinating that we, how we hear from God can be different. How we communicate with God can be really different. Uh, my wife has some experiences that, that I don't have, but God gave her the name of each of our kids before she's pregnant. Mm-hmm. And so she's like, oh, Jacob's coming. And then she's pregnant, and then she gets the ultrasound, and yep, it's a boy. Uh, four for four. That's amazing. You know, and I've never had God give me a name, you know, like, and so I just, I think that's super cool. Yeah. Now we talk about Sabbath Mm -hmm. and so we won't touch on this one as much. Uh, For me, I think Sabbath is, is more of a season of listening. Mm -hmm. It's a, it's an opportunity for listening. Uh, But it's also maybe just an opportunity to rest in that relationship. Right. And it's probably more that than the listening piece. Like I think God can speaks to me through Sabbath, but I think in terms of when Christy and I are, are driving down the highway and whether we got music on or not, but like we're holding hands and we don't even really have to even talk. Like we could just go for, you know, a couple hours, just kind of holding hands, mm-hmm. and we're just together. And I and I feel like Sabbath is probably a little bit more like that mm-hmm. necessary. Like if I'm going down the highway, there's no one I want to be doing that with more than my wife. Right. And I think Sabbath is that season, and and, and I've experienced different seasons within Sabbath. Right. But um, talk about worship. What, what's what been your experience with worship and connecting with God? And Oh, man. I feel like um, I have gone the gamut when it comes to different worship styles. Mm. Um, just, I've yeah. gone to a bunch of different churches um, in my attempt to find a church home. Right. Um, and... Um, I've always found if I come ready to hear from the Lord or um, 
I don't know if that's the right way to say it, but if I come ready to worship, mm. he's going to meet me there. Sure. Whether the worship is hymns, whether it's like full on Pentecostal, like holy right. roller style, right. like um, simple acoustic, like if I come ready to worship, I, and maybe it's not like, uh, like, oh, Jen, you're here, yay, God's talking to me, but just. There's a peace that washes over me. There's a, like, joy. Like, I don't know. Um, yeah, I really enjoy... I feel like worship is probably the biggest way that I connect with God. Um, yeah, so. yeah, me too, me too. Yeah. And I've been through seasons when I lost my both my parents within a year, basically, and we were going through a really challenging season with our youngest medically. And we had our second youngest, we'd, we'd also have gone through a long season with them medically too. All, all within a really short, mm-hmm. you know, condensed period of time. And I remember going on a staff retreat and I just bawled through every worship session. Mm-hmm. And the song that uh, they started off with, um, and I'll see if I could... I don't even talk about this without uh, tearing up, but uh, do it again. Oh, yeah. Elevation. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and I'm like, yeah, I'm like, Lord, I know that. I know that you're going to show up again. We need you to show up. Like we're in this, I'm in a time where I'm just desperate. But there is something about worship, you know, we have worship nights typically once a month and we're taking a season off because because we gave up our offices. So we don't have a, a, a primary place for us to hold services. I mean, we're, we're, we're using some temporary space and, and just to save money and all that kind of stuff. Uh, so we're not doing worship, but... If you do prepare yourself and not just show up and, mm-hmm. and, and, and like tracking the, the game as you're walking through the door and, right. you know, or distracted by whatever. But, you know, there's there's this idea of just preparing yourself. Right. It does. It does um, make a difference. Uh Fifth area, and, and there's there's other other things that we could probably add in here too. But uh, serving others, I I saw this tweet from this gal. Uh, and I think she's in England someplace. I'm it's on Twitter, so right. uh, I have some familiarity with where she's at. But uh, UK Christian, and she is concerned about. Uh, the global climate, those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And she was working to raise awareness and, you know, it's just, you know, what, how many characters is, is a tweet 144 or something like that? Something like that, yeah. Uh, more 280 now, I think, is the new number or like it's, yeah. the characters are, I like the old version <laughs> better. I thought you had to work harder to put out a, a decent tweet, uh, and I, I hate the thread thing, but I digress. Uh, <laughs> she's returning home. I think she's walking home from this event, 
And, and she just talked about how she was able to, she was connecting with God because of serving. Mm. How meaningful it was, like, like, not just the fact that I'm out here doing things and, and hopefully it matters to someone, but, but Lord, I'm here because of you. Mm-hmm. I have the strong conviction that we need to take care of this planet because you are its creator that I'm putting some words in her mouth, but, but there's that sense, right. you know, in her, in her tweet. And I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, there's been times where, you know, going on a missions trip or, or choose to serve some families, mm-hmm. you know, as a church, uh, take on some projects, Whatever, I, I think that serving others is a way of, of, of connecting with God. It's it's uh, maybe a it's not as verbal. It's not as I don't know. Mm-hmm. It, it's different. It's a different sense for me. But yeah, I feel like it's kind of putting meat on the bones of love. Love God. Love His people. Like yeah. So um, yeah. If you're spending, if you're worshiping God, like it should be an outpouring of your worship and your connection with God is to try to connect with his people and build a relationship with them. Yes. Yes. Worship is not just lifting our hands and, Mm -hmm. and singing a song, but how we live and how we engage with our community. You know, we, so I've been praying through that mustard seed parable, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, I noticed something this week as I was praying through it because I had, I had I had kind of created my own synopsis of it and and had that in my prayer list, but I decided to go ahead and put the parable right into my prayer list. And what Jesus says is that this 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 little grain mustard seed gets planted, and those the smallest of the seeds. It grows into a, a great plant, and it becomes a tree, so that, so that I never noticed those two words in there. Mm-hmm. So that, that the birds of the air would nest in its branches. Mm-hmm. The birds of air representing people that don't care about the kingdom. They don't care about God. They they don't care about what's going on here. Right. They just want a place to land. They just need a place to rest. And and God, God, what Jesus is saying in this is God's kingdom is going to move forward so that the people that don't care about the kingdom benefit. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yes, that is what we are about as a church. Right. And so, and then, and that includes serving, mm-hmm. includes serving. Well, a big part of uh, the sermon had to do with why, why is it important for each of us to have this personal connection that we learn this personal connection. It's a spiritual language that we're learning. Mark Batterson uh, suggests, and I think he's, he's correct. And uh, and I'd never really thought about that that language piece of it. That yeah, that's oh, it's, it is challenging. Like it, mm-hmm. 
it's hard. Like, uh, you know, when we first come to the scriptures, we have all these questions and we have more questions than answers. And, and, but I've long had this view that part of the problem in, in the Old Testament, and, and, I, and I said Israel's story, and I meant the Old Testament story, and I, was speci- I meant specifically what we see in the scriptures. I'm not mm-hmm. giving commentary on Israel of today that I'm talking about the Old Testament. Old Testament narrative. But what I see is that the people of Israel at that time said, our, your God is too scary for us. You talk to him, we'll talk to you. Mm-hmm. Do I blame him for saying that? No. <laughs> like, I don't know, you know, what it was like to stand there and, you know, it seems safer, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Seems safer. You talk to him, we'll talk to you. Problem is, is that it doesn't work. Right. And I think God was willing to let let human history see that it doesn't work for us to know him through someone else. Right. And that was my experience. But I wanted to talk about what does Jesus do? How does how does Jesus change that narrative? How does Jesus change this for us in the New Testament? Like what's what's groundwork is is he laying down? One of the things I see is that as Jesus, as the crowds are growing bigger and bigger and bigger, and and you see this uh, in John, what six, seven, eight, somewhere mm-hmm. in there, where he starts talking about uh, if you don't eat my blood or eat my, eat my flesh and drink my blood, and and the people are like, this is this is a hard saying. We're out of here. Right. And and so when the crowds start to get big. Jesus seems to dwindle it down. Dwindle it down, like like he, it's like he wants to keep the crowd small. Uh, John chapter twelve, the Greeks show up. Jesus is in Jerusalem for for the last Passover. The, you know, John mm-hmm. talks about three Passovers. That's how we know it's three years of ministry. Right, it's the third Passover. And Andrew comes to him and says, hey, the Greeks are here. You know, the people from the diaspora are here and they want, like, come on, Jesus. And and Jesus acts like he doesn't even hear him. Right, yeah. The things he talks about has nothing to do with, you know, the Greeks showing up. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like Jesus didn't care to add to his Talmudim at that point. Right. John captures Jesus and it's it's a little bit later uh, uh, John 13 14 15 16 he start he really dives into the Holy Spirit and the role of the Holy Spirit but Jesus says it's it's to your benefit that I go away because if I don't the helper won't come mm-hmm. well I mentioned this a number of weeks ago, and I don't remember exactly when, but in the Old Testament, there's typically one person mm-hmm. that has the Holy Spirit. Right. In all of human existence, like in the whole region, in, in, in you know, at least what the scriptures are capturing from mm-hmm. a storyline goes, and yet post-resurrection we see 3,000 people all at once 
right. at Pentecost with the Holy Spirit, and, and and it just seems to grow from there. Like we got we got thousands upon thousands of people that have right. the Holy Spirit, right. and we know that the Holy Spirit helps us in our connection with God. Romans eight. 26 says in the same way, the spirit also helps our weakness for we do not know how to pray as we should. It's a spiritual language. Mm-hmm. We're young in We're Christ. We're still learning. Yep. Yeah. But the spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And so, I, and I, I don't know what you've seen in the scriptures, what else you've seen. So that kind of adds to the storyline of, of us needing a, a personal, intimate relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and it's not that, uh, you know, Marty always talks about, you know, you, you won't see someone, you won't see the words, you need a personal relationship right. uh, in the New Testament. And, and, and Marty's really, when he talks about that, he's highlighting the need for community. And I, and I absolutely agree with that. Right. We need community and a personal connection. Right. I almost wonder if instead of personal connection, we need intimacy because we need intimacy with the Holy Spirit and we need community. Like, because, like, I had a thought. Just like with you and Christy, like, you have an intimacy that is just your relationship, but you also have a community that is around you. Whereas, yes, it's your personal relationship with your wife, but mm. the intimacy part is what makes it a personal relationship. Like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and I, I, I think it's really important as a church that we champion everybody hearing the voice of God, mm-hmm. and not not that we force it. Right. I can't. I. You know, I can't make God speak to somebody like that's not my part, but but to kind of champion them pursuing that in level of intimacy. Right. Yeah. And uh, and we know the Holy Spirit, you know, 40 times, 40 plus times in the book of Acts, you know, Holy Spirit moves and and leads different people to do different things and 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 the holy spirit is the main actor he's the he's the protagonist of that of that book mm-hmm. uh some people call it the, the you know we typically call it the the acts of the apostles but some would call it the acts of the holy spirit right because it's really yes the apostles are involved but more importantly, the Holy Spirit shows up. And, and, and my sense is when the Holy Spirit shows up here for us, we'll be like, oh, mm-hmm. that's what we're doing. Right. And, and we're, taking a, we're taking 21 days to, to pray as a, as a congregation. And we're you know, just over a week into that process. And I'm excited to see how God speaks through our people. Mm-hmm. Not just that we will corporately know what the next steps are, but but what is that experience for people? What does that experience mean? And how does it change their lives? And, right. and how will our folks looking back be able to look at this season and go, yep, that happened. Right. 
and here we go. And yep. this is why we're doing what we're doing. And and so I, I think that, you know, availing ourselves to being led by God's spirit, to having those conversations, to asking Jesus, what do you want to do with your church? Mm-hmm. What do you want this to look like? Yeah. Where do you want us to worship? What's, what's the address? Right. Yeah. And how are you going to provide for that to happen? Yeah. And what's our part? Right. How can we be obedient to you? Yeah. 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 Well, I'm excited to see what conversations come for our care groups this week. Yeah. Should be good. And our life transforming groups. And it'll be nice to be meeting with mine again after we've had three weeks off because before I had COVID, Gracie had COVID. So. So are you doing a Friday group? Yes, we are. Every Friday. And where are you guys, what fries are you checking out this week? I don't know yet. We haven't picked a place, so. Mm, man, now I'm hungry. I know. Well, that's another episode of Footnotes. Thank you for joining us. Hope you have a fantastic week. Stay away from COVID. Please. <laughs> please, please, please. If you get a chance, uh, get vaccinated. I think it made a world of difference for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, pray for the our first responders. I, man, the people, the hospital count and all that here in Montana is, uh, is significant. Yeah. So we'll pray for pray for them. Pray for those who are still dealing with the aftermath of COVID. Mm-hmm. But uh, we love you guys, and we're grateful that you're on this journey with us. Have a good week. Bye. You've been listening to Footnotes on the Mission Ridge podcast. For more information about Mission Ridge, please visit our website at missionridge.church. Thanks for tuning in. We hope the rest of your week is straight up hashtag blessed and that you'll join us again next week for more Footnotes.